Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to all your listeners. Well, it's been kind of wintry, to put it mildly, today, but what sort of a summer season have you had at Rosslare, your report? Yeah, Alan, really good uh, continuation of how we started off in January. Just to give you some of the figures, um, overall freight through the port uh, year-to-date was 57% ahead of last year. Even despite the challenges of the UK, where business is down about 30%, continental uh, freight traffic is, is up over 370% year-to-date. So really, really great news. It continues on. It's become the norm now, Alan, to be honest. We're seeing significant volumes of freight now using uh, Russell Airport, uh, Europort on a daily basis. And also during the summer, we had the good news as the economy opened up again post-pandemic uh, of our passengers returning to services. Uh, and busy services returning there on the UK, uh, on the continental. But we're well placed for next year uh, for, for a great season, starting probably from March right through the whole summer. So let's look at throughput then when we come to freight, etc. The percentages are very, very good, good, strong indicators. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ten days ago, Alan, we actually surpassed total freight figures that went through the port in 2019 and 2020. So, I mean, with the whole quarter still to go, uh, over 100, nearly 130,000 units through the port already this year. So we're certainly in for a very, very good year on our freight figures. And when it comes to footfall then and the uptake of passenger services since uh, the, the easing of the restrictions, what are the indications there, Glenn? Yeah, I mean, I suppose unlike everywhere else, it's, it's been it, it's it's been a slow start. I mean, um, um, but UK traffic is, is is very strong at the moment. Um, as people might know now, with the UK out of, of the EU, well, well, that gave us many challenges from a passenger point of view. There are many benefits now, particularly with the duty free, uh, and in particular for UK travellers travelling into Ireland and back, they have a substantial duty free allowance. And I know on board sales of duty-free have been very strong for the shipping line. It's been a very strong driver as well to get people back to travel. But I think, I think as, as we move through now uh, uh, post-pandemic, we'll, we'll definitely see a return to substantial travel. We're working very closely with the shipping line and we're also working very closely with the likes of Tourism Ireland, etc. around promoting Rosslare Europe, particularly next year. We have, a lot of new, look, we have a lot of new frequency, new services, new destinations. Uh, and we're really looking forward to welcoming people back in, in substantial numbers through the port from next year. When we look at the situation in Britain and what's been unfolding over the last uh, number of weeks there and the shortage of drivers, etc., has that impacted on us at all? And are, have we, are we in a similar situation? Are we managing to avoid what's been happening in Britain? Well, I, I, I think we have challenges. The whole supply chain will have challenges like uh, we're seeing, not just in Britain, but across Europe. The depth of those challenges it won't be anywhere near like in the UK. I mean, one of the consequences of Brexit for the UK has, has been the whole access to uh, EU drivers, which they don't have at the moment. I mean, we're, we still have a shortage of drivers, Alan, in, in, in Ireland. And I, I was listening to the Irish Road Haulage Association talk about that earlier on the week, and anywhere from five to 6,000 drivers. From a port perspective, Alan, what we're seeing is, is the impact of that in the shift, a modal shift. So maybe from a company traffic where the driver would go with the trailer to more unaccompanied, where the driver drops the trailer at the port, we then put it onto the vessel, and it's collected on the other side. Um, and that model has been grown over the last couple of years where we've seen a, a significant shift in that. And that would have been as a consequence of more efficiency, uh, less drivers. And also, the, I suppose, look, when you have a limited source of drivers, you want to try and give them, uh, I suppose, a walk-in-life balance somehow. And it, 
it's a lot easier to be dropping trailers to and from the port than maybe having to travel for a number of days with that with, with that trailer through Europe. So yeah. not affecting not affecting the the certainly the, the the flow of freight through the port. And we're seeing it just change, as I say, in terms of the modal shift of how of how it operates on. Uh, as I said, more unaccompanied now than our company. Right, well, the visit of the Antichok tomorrow, as I said, joining us live here in studio between 11 and 12 tomorrow morning and then making his way down to Rossler Airport. I'm sure there are a number of issues you'd like to raise with him. What, for you now, would be your main concerns to further enhance the port, Glenn? Yeah, well, first of all, Alan, I think we're, we're delighted that the Taoiseach is coming to visit us in Rossler Airport. And... Um, I'll be talking to the Taoiseach really about the solutions Rosslare Europort can provide for the country. We've seen how Rosslare Europort has stepped up in regards to Brexit, how we've stepped up with new connectivity, uh, new destinations, ensuring that our supply chain uh, was kept going, not just during the pandemic, but during, but during uh, the, the, the Brexit challenges. So Rosslare Europort has really stepped up now. It's, it's it's not just a regional important asset now, we're a national asset now of strategic importance. And we also see a solution, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment around the whole climate action change. No matter when we turn our radio on every day, we're hearing about it. Um, Russell Europort is really well positioned to help the country deliver on its climate action plan, particularly in the area of offshore renewable energy. Um, as a port, we're really well geographically positioned very close to where all the proposed offshore wind farms will be happening. We're very lucky in, in Rosslare. We've open sea. We have the ability to, to dredge, to deepen the port. We can reclaim land, and there's available land around, around the port. Over the last 18, 24 months now, this has been a particular target of mine. We've engaged a really super team to come on board right. to help us with our design uh, our, through our planning process. We're starting some of that work now straight away in regards to environmental studies and so forth. Working very closely with Waterford Port, for instance, because Waterford Port can provide contingency, uh, uh, I suppose, in terms of space uh, and access for maintenance and so forth as the offshore develops. So from a, a regional point of view, the, the region is very lucky as two very good ports now. Yeah. We'll be working with uh, Waterford Port in our plan. The, the main plan will be in Rosslare that we'll, we'll bring them forward. And we believe it's a very exciting plan, and I'm really looking forward okay. to... Given, the, given a solution uh, for the country, one which we believe Rosslare can deliver. And when we come to wind energy, which you and I have spoken about in great detail over the last number of months and spoken to the people who are hoping to access this, we're also aware that Cork are making a pitch in this area too. How well placed are we to scoop what would be a wonderful boost for the locality and for the county? I, 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 we're, we're going to be very well positioned and I'm looking forward to working with all the county councils in the area of the southeast. This has to be a southeast uh, initiative as well to support, support the infrastructure. But there's lots of other, other, other supports that will be needed for the developers when they, when they come uh, to Ireland. I mean, everything from enterprise startups, accommodation for their staff, uh, I suppose the whole uh, balance of work life when they're here. Um, so the southeast has a huge amount to offer in that. Um, it won't all go to Rosslare uh, and the, the magnitude of the development of offshore wind is, is really substantial um, it is very possible that other ports will develop um, and we'll also need to put in facilities to ensure that we can match all the projects that are coming on stream however the initial projects that are happening are very much in the southeast coast in the Irish and Celtic Sea and the reality is, is that Rosslare Europort is best positioned as a port by its location and its opportunity to develop 
to be the, to be the first initial port to put the right infrastructure in place to support this essential uh, uh, industry that's coming to this country, which is really essential and urgent now right. that we hit our climate action plan. And you'll be impressing Gatapod on Taoiseach tomorrow when you meet him as well, I take it? We absolutely will, and, and we're looking forward to sharing the, the, the plan now because we've, we've kind of crystallised our plan in our minds now of, of, of going forward as the only two days ago, I, I met with the people in Waterford Port. We were launching a new freight rail service out of Waterford Port. And we had a great conversation with Frank down there and the team in, in Waterford Port. Uh, I'm working with the people in the Southeast uh, Regional Group. Um, there's many strands that need to be pulled together to really put the Southeast forward in terms of both the physical port infrastructure, uh, but also all the other things that are important in regards to skill sets, future labour uh, available market, education enterprise startups. It's all very exciting, Alan. We, we certainly will have competition for it, but I, I strongly believe the Southeast is the best location for this. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.